when it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. This is Nicole Hannah-Jones, creator of the 1619 Project from the New York Times Magazine. The project makes a case that you don't often hear in history textbooks, that slavery was foundational to America. So it wasn't surprising that we ignited a fierce debate among historians about these issues. But that's the power of the New York Times, to spark an important dialogue with bold, rigorous reporting that forces us to examine our assumptions. To learn more, go to nytimes.com slash worth it. Hi, I'm Imri, and welcome back to the Wannabe Podcast, the podcast that takes you from where you are to where you want to be in 30 minutes or less. Thank you guys so much for joining me again on another incredible episode. If you've liked what you've heard so far, please do leave a review on iTunes, share it with a friend, or just like things that I post on social media. Also follow us on social media, that's really handy, at Wannabe Podcast or at Imi Morgan. Any little thing that you can do really does help the show grow and become a lot better. Also, I'm always looking for feedback, so please do email any thoughts, comments, things that you like, things that you don't like to wb at shoutoutnetwork.co.uk. I definitely want to be improving week on week. I don't want you guys to just get turned off and leave. So definitely be a part of the journey and help the growth. This week, I'm back again with India Laroda, who is the current reigning Miss India America. India was formerly a behavioural interventionist, working with children with special needs. She's also studying full-time to become a paediatrician. So from this episode, you will learn how to prioritise your activities, how to curate the projects you work on so that you can achieve your end goal. And India is a practising Hindu and she credits her faith to being integral to her development and values. So what you'll notice is that India has a very strong sense of self and she's very particular about who and what she supports. And we get to talking about friendships, how you choose your friends, the kind of qualities and characteristics you need to look for in your friendship groups if you want to be achieving and reaching your goals. So if this is something you are struggling with, then listen and find out what her routines and processes are for maintaining her authenticity throughout her career. All right. Who did you want to be before you became who you are? I think I look at my mom. And I just see the qualities that she has from being very family orientated to being elegant, to being very educated. Um, and so everything that I want to embody is just her. That's so lovely. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> Can you share an example of when you've channeled your mom in your life and what the result was? Um, I would have to say... More so currently, I think being in the position that I am being Miss India America, but also I'm currently in school, I'm studying to be a pediatrician and also juggling my advocacy and making sure that I 
give each um, organization, nonprofit organization that I've partnered with and each um, culture, um, because I, I'm the first biracial, so I'm half African-American and half East Indian. And so being able to make sure that I juggle all of those things and obtain the straight A's that I want to accomplish to be the best doctor I can be and to give each culture and each race the respect and um, recognition that they deserve. Um, I think my my mom and her core values um, have just really helped me juggle everything and not feel like I'm biting off more more than I can chew. Um, she put me into uh, a program which is equivalent to Sunday school called Balvikas. So I've learned the five core humanistic values, which are peace, truth, love, nonviolence, and right conduct. So for me, a lot of the things that I do now in my life, um, I incorporate my mom's values, which are also those, but also to my values that I've learned uh, throughout my Balvikas education. Wonderful. No, that sounds so nice. Um, and so kind of, it's really positive. It's just, and you're, you sound like a really positive person. And I mean, even through the hurdles and the, um, turbulations, I always feel like there's a lesson in everything. And, um, for me graduating from, um, a Sunday school, I'm very much of a very spiritual and, um, woman of God. So for me, I just always think like each, um, each issue that I go through, it's only a lesson that is only going to better me later on. That's amazing. I completely have come round to that way of thinking more and more um, as I get a little bit older. Yeah, because um, yeah, we've had some really trying times, um, like me personally, and also with regards to growing the business. And I kind of right. feel that sentiment of, you know what, all of this stuff is kind of building me up for something. Um did you have like a specific process that or, you know, a routine that you kind of practice to get to that security? Like what steps were you taking to, to feel secure in yourself? I would have to say it's a combination. It's a combination of a few things. One is my my faith. Uh, I practice Hinduism. Um, so I think just always just praying um, on my insecurities and just praying that I overcome them was a step in the right direction because I started focusing my energy more towards God than I was on the actual situation. Um, also to my, my mom, my dad, my family, um, they really just helped me understand that this is who you are. And I think getting that reassurance and accepting like, yes, this is who I am and how, and the process was about a year and a half because the, the pageant was about a year and a half. Mm -hmm. Um, so from, I mean, the process to get out of my insecurities was much longer, but it really ended it within that year and a half when I really buckled down. Um, and so it's definitely just a combination of God and my family and, um, my, a few of my friends, I don't have many, I like to keep my circle small. So just a few of my friends. Um, one example was the, the day before my pageant, I was crowned on August 5th. And on August 4th, 
uh, we were doing um, a practice round. And the day before, on the 3rd, apparently my walk was great. Everyone was like, oh, okay, like you got this, keep it up. Um, and then the next day we were doing it again, but they had brought in um, a few other uh, previous winners. Mm-hmm. And so they were critiquing everyone's walk, um, everyone's speech and their articulation of the different questions that we might get. And it just got to a point for me where it was very overwhelming. Mm-hmm. And I ended up excusing myself because so I went up to the founders and I told them, to be honest, I have to excuse myself because there's about like five to eight people who are trying to tell me how to walk and they're trying to tell me how to articulate my question. And for me, that's not who I am. And if I'm the only biracial contestant, this whole pageant is beyond me. My purpose is so much bigger Mm -hmm. and I will not be representing Um, these two powerful democratic countries and these two powerful cultures and myself in the right way if I'm following what everyone else is telling me and that was the point when I was like oh when I went into my room I was like oh my gosh I just said that and I feel confident in who I am and that was the moment when everything just clicked the day before the pageant when I was just like I I'm not gonna walk the way like you walked your way and that's how you won but that's because that's your walk and I can't walk your walk or I can't talk your talk because that's not me. My best friend, she came, she came and met me at the hotel. Um, and then about around like two or three o'clock in the morning, she went downstairs with me to the stage and we were just, well, she watched me and I was just practicing the whole time. So I ended up practicing on my own, but I'm glad I did it at my time and the way that I wanted to do it. Yeah. I mean, and you won, so clearly it had like yeah. a really happy ending. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so that's really good. Myself. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. So, I mean, congratulations! It's such a big achievement. Like, honestly, I watched the Miss India America movie on Netflix, as I'm sure quite a few yeah. people did, with Tia Sarkar and Hannah Simone, who I love. I think they're both oh, fantastic. <laughs> so, um, I wanted to touch on something you said a little bit earlier in the conversation about (laughs) you not really taking a break from your education and also the fact that you sometimes feel like I don't know if I don't know that you said it was pressure but you feel that you have to respect and honor the two cultures that you have and also the fact that you want to be in education you want to be a pediatrician you want to work hard you want to get straight A's Mm -hmm. like it's a very high achieving you're a very high achiever and so how how are you kind of striking the balance between the (laughs) high achieving side of you but also making sure that you're taking care of yourself and your well-being and your mental health like what is your process for that my process in doing all that is one when it comes to my scheduling is I always put my education first um I never try to bite off more than I can chew. I have a lot of things that I want to do, but I'm very organized with how I want um, them to be categorized in place within my calendar. And then number two, when it comes to um, when an event or um, a brand or product comes 
um, within my circle, uh, I try to figure out, okay, is it, is this something that represents me and represents in a positive way, these two cultures? And if it doesn't, then I kindly decline. So I never really accept everything that's coming my way. I'm very selective with everything that I do and being able to prioritize and manage my time um, has really helped me overcome the, the biting off more than I can chew type of thing that I used to do. Um, also, too, with my my weekends, I'm very much of an introvert, so I really keep my weekends to me and to myself and um, keep it with my family and my friends and have those girl talk or I have one guy friend, so having those guy talks, too, and being able to have those um, intimate conversations to just vent and let everything out and not being able to bottle up everything inside. And that's why going back to having a good core of friends and being able to vent to someone in a time when you, because I think bottling everything up isn't good for you at all. So that's another thing too, is I'm enjoying everything that I do and anything that doesn't make me happy, I don't want to put in my circle or in my space. This is Nicole Hannah-Jones, creator of the 1619 Project from the New York Times Magazine. The project makes a case that you don't often hear in history textbooks, that slavery was foundational to America. So it wasn't surprising that we ignited a fierce debate among historians about these issues. But that's the power of the New York Times, to spark an important dialogue with bold, rigorous reporting that forces us to examine our assumptions. To learn more, go to nytimes.com slash worth it. That's great. Um, I think what I picked up on uh, that I thought was really quite important and quite key in what you said was the idea that when you're picking something or when you're choosing to work on something, it has to make you happy. And I think sometimes when we talk about self-care and looking after yourself, um, there's this idea that some of the things that other people would consider work is sometimes therapeutic and sometimes it is taking care of yourself like I find building websites for some reason um really like settling on my mind it is work that there's work involved um yeah but I actually find it very calming I enjoy it it's relaxing to me that's how I relax like building website sometimes I like design book covers just because um it's a really weird that's amazing yeah because you love it Yeah. yeah and like other people like why are you doing that like can't yeah. stop working switch your laptop off I'm like no you don't understand like this this to me isn't work it's something I enjoy doing and that right. that in and of itself makes it better there's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plush care plush care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe fda approved weight loss medications like wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plushcare. Plushcare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. 
Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Working with kids is clearly a massive part of who you are and what you want to do. You want to be a pediatrician, which is super admirable. Um, why why kids? Where did that come from? And also, what is a behavioral interventionalist for those of us that don't yeah. know? <laughs> yeah. Um, so initially... Uh, why I want to become a pediatrician stemmed from at the age of eight, I was watching a documentary on a doctor who was performing cleft lip surgery for children in Cambodia. And cleft lip is basically when your upper lip isn't fully developed. Mm -hmm. And so this doctor, he just took the time out to help these kids. And unfortunately, it was based on a lottery system. So not everyone was able to get the surgery. Yeah. But at, I was still just so empowered by it. And I thought, you know what, when I get older, that's what I want to do. And I want to be able to partner with doctors and go to, to these different rural areas that, um, that are part of me, such as India or Mauritius, um, and be able to help these children. And so now that I'm part of an organization called Smile Train, um, and then that's all they do is they fund these, um, these surgeries and they teach the local doctors and they have the comprehensive care for these children and they do it for over 85 different countries and a third of their surgeries are performed in India. So being able to go back to taking care of my mental health and everything is I'm able to do everything that I'm that makes me happy because I'm part of this organization that stems from exactly why I want to become a doctor. And that stemmed from, um, the cleft lip surgery documentary that I was watching at eight. And, and then for, um, uh, as a behavioral interventionist for children with special needs, um, that's basically a child who has special needs and I would be the one to teach them, um, basically how to function the way uh, a person with a normal cognitive brain would function. So for example, um, I would teach them their speech, how to have full sentences or some, they were very aggressive. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I would teach them how to cope with their aggression. Since I was in six grade, I was volunteering with the Special Olympics, so um, which is basically um, a nonprofit organization as well that holds these um, Olympic-styled events, but they're directed towards the special needs community. Mm-hmm. So I've always been um, very passionate about the special needs community and doing what I can to um, make my platform uh, help them in any way. And so when I, and I also think too, as a, as a setting to become a pediatrician, I'm going to have so many different patients and I want to be able to, um, attend to each patient. And I know some will be children with special needs and Mm -hmm. I want to be able to have those skills and, um, 
have the full knowledge from a personal standpoint, from a personal experience standpoint, and tell the parents, like I was a former behavioral interventionist. I know the process of how this is done because I was one and I can help you. So it's definitely um, also to just to benefit my future patients that I'll have as well. No, that sounds really admirable as well. I'm using admirable so much, but it's the only word I can use <laughs> okay, to describe thank you. It. No. I appreciate it. <laughs> All of the work that you've been doing from quite a young age is kind of leading and building up to this path. So something I wanted to ask was, was that very much by design or was it by accident? I would have to say it's a combination. Um, For me, when I think of accident I think more of it was just God's plan type Mm -hmm. of thing and it kind of just fell in my lap unknowingly um so I think by design that stemmed from my initial uh passion when I was watching the documentary to become a doctor Mm -hmm. and that's just everything I wanted to do I was just like oh my gosh I love science I want to do this and that Um, And then as I started getting older and finding different outlets of how I could become a better pediatrician, those were the things that just started falling into place for me. I didn't expect to be to be volunteering with the Special Olympics, but they happened to be at my school and I was just so happy to join. And then that passion from helping those kids ended up turning into when I got older becoming a behavioral interventionist. And that was something I didn't even think I would achieve and get the credentials for, Mm. but it ended up falling into my lap. And so it's those little things that aren't necessarily um, an accident, but I think it was supposed to happen in that way, but it wasn't by design. It wasn't me saying like, this is what I'm going to go out and do. It kind of just fell into place in that way. That's really cool. I think different people have different ways of ending up in the situations. Um, And and you kind of fall in, some people fall into their purpose and some people know what it is, know kind of the goals and the milestones that they want to hit. The route they want to go. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. So I think, yeah, sometimes it is definitely a combination. um, And sometimes you just say yes to opportunities, not knowing where they're going to go. And then it all kind of comes together quite seamlessly at some point which I say at the end, but it's never really the end. There's never really a finish right. line in these yeah. things. Um, so we we get to the point where you're now studying. You enter Miss America because your mom presented the opportunity. And I think I would be remiss in this interview if I did not ask this question, which I'm sure you probably get asked a lot. Pageants typically have the reputation of being like beauty contests and you are evidently incredibly smart. Now, I know that you can have brains and beauty like everyone I think should actually know that. But what why why would you why what did that ever cross your mind? Actually, let me rephrase that. Did it ever cross your mind that actually this is just a massive beauty contest because you are very stunning like there's no doubt oh, about thank it you. thank you <laughs> um, but what do you say to people that are like oh well it's just a beauty contest like you don't have to be smart to enter those things like what is yeah. your response to that I've definitely heard of that stigma mm-hmm. and 
to be honest, I never thought in a million years that I would ever be considered a beauty queen. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I, I would just have to say that each person and each person, meaning the contestant, is very different. Everyone has their own goal. Um, I can't speak for everyone in saying that everyone has um, a philanthropic um, goal to reach. Some maybe just want to do it for entertainment purposes. Mm -hmm. Um, So from my standpoint, um, I would just tell those people that you just have to see it from my point of view. And if you look at me as a beauty queen, I am beauty and brains and there might be those stigmas from someone else that they see of other contestants taking advantage of the limelight, but just specifically with entertainment. Cause I know there's part of my, my reign as, you know, you have to conduct yourself and look very hygienic and, um, look pretty yeah. to, but look, so there is that, that aspect of it 100%. But at least from my standpoint, I want to, look pretty in my way I want to feel pretty in what I'm wearing it's a whole different process the pageantry world that I was learning as I continued um but yeah I think for me it's just letting those people to to look at me and look at my path when they want to judge a beauty queen as I would take it um, as an individual contestant, rather judging the whole spectrum of a beauty pageant, because I don't believe that I embody just beauty, but that I do have those brains. And although I have so much more to learn and so much more growing to do, um, I have a good foundation in my eyes. Wonderful. No, that's a wonderful answer. And I think it's the perfect answer. Semi final question is <laughs> what's the best? advice you've ever received and what's the worst advice you've ever received the best advice would be um in order for me to grow I need to get out of my comfort zone and Mm. um which is exactly what Miss India America did for me I was completely out of my comfort zone but I grew so much as a person I think the the worst in general is just listening to other people's opinions and not not so much as being closed-minded because I am always open-minded and always into learning other people's opinions. But as far as when it comes to the people that have that jealous or envy type of um, itch in them and listening to their critiques, such as on August 4th when I was doing my walk and my talk and hearing oh, their advice and their suggestions and doing what they think I should be doing, but it just wasn't who I am. So I think the worst advice is when when you get peer pressured into doing things that just aren't you. All right. Thank you so much, India. This has been such a real treat and you have been such a delight to speak to. Oh, thank you. Definitely. Same likewise. Right. So I hope that you guys were able to learn how to curate the projects and opportunities that come your way and also how to juggle really intense pressure and maintain your authenticity under such pressure. Thank you again to India for participating in the interview. I hope you guys enjoyed it as much as I did. So there's that. 
Also, um, next week I'm going to be joined by Prisca Moyesa, who I have been reminding you guys about constantly every single episode since we began. And so if you haven't remembered already, then shame on you. So Prisca is a brand and marketing expert and she's the founder of Moyesa Co, who have worked with some incredible clients and done incredible events just they're they're just amazing and her work is incredible and she is so young so honestly this is someone you want to be answering your questions we already got a few really good questions about juggling your mental health with your brand and what to do when you're feeling overwhelmed with your emails what to do if you've got two job offers so no question is off limits if it's about you trying to reach your goals so definitely email us at wb at shoutoutnetwork.co.uk or visit wannabepodcast.com and click the tab ask Prisca and we will try to get through as many questions as we can and we really want to give you really clear actions to take on to rapidly change your business your brand or your product so if you want to have a wildly successful project please do ask us anything that you think is blocking your blessings also the main topic for next week's episode is going to be financial freedom so if you feel like you have not achieved financial freedom or it's something that you're personally struggling with and you don't know how to fix it that is going to be the main topic that me and Prisca discuss so please be sure that you are subscribed so that you get the episode as soon as it drops and be sure to share it with a friend who you feel is struggling financially as well and it's blocking them from achieving and reaching their goals right i'm signing out and i'll see you next week bye when it comes to your finances you think you've done it all you've saved you've researched and you've invested all that you can Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.